Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing feedback for What If, episode 8. All that and more with that we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair today, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How you doing, Ash? I'm sorry, don't you mean the award-winning Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast? I should start it over. <laughs> I guess I do. I guess Let I me mean do that. that intro again. Um, Remember it for the next one. For yeah. real, you guys, uh, we won... Uh, Somehow. The, yeah, so, People's Choice Award for Best um, TV and Film Podcast, and it was People's Choice. Thanks to you guys. Cannot thank you enough. That's like... I don't win things and it just means the world to me to have like, I feel like we won the internet and that's huge Uh, for a little, for a little podcast like us. It was just such a huge thing. So thank you so much. Yeah, this is, this is expected because I win at all things. So good job everybody for doing your part to (laughs) make the world right. (laughs) Yeah. To make the world right. (laughs) I win again as I win at all things. (laughs) That's my favorite Drax line because it's relevant to me. <laughs> no, that's... Just be a little, you know. Yeah. Reel it I... back. Reel it back. <laughs> a, little back a little humility, Jeff. Deprecation. Okay. Okay. Deprecation. Uh, as I said in the acceptance video, like it was shocking to be even nominated, to have everybody vote for us enough to nominate us, but then like to actually win, like win. Yeah. I still don't know how to feel. So I'm just defaulting to this is the way the world should be. And mm-hmm. I guess that doesn't work either. Cause it still feels wrong. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Well, we have feedback to talk about. Should we, we jump do. to that? Or is we're there something d- else we should plug? We're going to jump into what if, but yeah, like you guys, thank you so much. Oh, and, uh, our, our review contest is over as of the end of September, but we will be, uh, choosing a winner probably by next week because some of the sites take a minute to update. It was like October 1st, 1202, and somebody had already emailed us like, Hey, when are you guys going to let us know who won the Oculus? Yeah. I've gotten thing? two emails about that already. Uh, Calm like, down. It's we good. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Takes, sometimes it takes a minute for the, the reviews to get through the system, and we don't want to miss the people who sent yeah. the reviews in the last couple of days. So we're going to wait till next week. It definitely tags it with a timestamp, so we're not going to take late entries, but we do want to make sure that the entries that were put in during the time that they... Yeah, all know, the September entries open, or whatever. Get in. Yeah, so, for sure. You know, give everybody a fair, a fair shake at the, uh, uh, the face game. What is it? Oculus or a switch, you know, yeah, your choice. Boost switch up with Oculus down with switch. (laughs) Why down with switch? Because I don't have one and I don't care about them. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't play a lot of games and the Oculus is more fun for people who don't play a lot of games. That's fair. That's fair. It's also really immersive. Like, yeah, it is shockingly. So anyway, well, let's get to Mm. the feedback. We're going to just be talking about what if today, what if, uh, but mostly the what if, uh, Ultron one episode and the penultimate episode in which we're going to be, uh, getting really excited for the finale and talking all these theories about the finale and such. So let's get into it. Oh, speaking of said finale. Yes. We are definitely, uh, 
Matt and Jay Scotty and I are going to be doing oh, Wee right. Hours What If again. Yes, yes, that's right. We're doing uh, one last Wee Hours What If. Since it's the finale and we're excited, we're going to do the last episode at 2 a.m. This is like hard no. <laughs> so if you uh, yeah. if you want to stay up with us, we're going to do this fun finale episode at 2 a.m. Uh, Central Time, live watch, and then immediate podcast after. So yeah. that'll be tomorrow night. Cool. Or tonight by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, however you want to slice it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, let's get started on that feedback. And Ashley... Sending her to the coffin throughout October, please. Oh, I like it. Ooh. I like it. So we're sending Ashley to her feedback coffin, uh, where she's going to be collecting <laughs> feedback from Here. all the live watch <laughs> folks. She's our resident crypt keeper this month. Um, so... <laughs> I was like, she's going to do the laugh. I know she can. I, I, ugh, I did it so quiet. <laughs> okay. It was still creepy. I'll be back. Okay, Jeff, what you got? One of our patrons, Paul Dudgeon, said, hey, guys. Ah! <laughs> Which is a sentiment I can share. Uh, episode eight. As much as I'm enjoying what if this is the episode I want to see, just absolutely bonkers off the wall, insane stuff, which the MCU is about to lean into hard. I can imagine the Ultron watcher fight may honestly be my favorite scene in any MCU property. Wow. Including the Thanos splice. Cause that was mega unexpected and cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like this show is about to end bigger than we thought. Here comes a reach the size of the Atlantic. I think the show will end with the Watcher stuck in our MCU timeline. To save the multiverse, I think he's going to have to trap Ultron somewhere. And to do that leads to him locking himself out of his multiverse hub and stuck in our timeline, taking base on the moon, which is in line with the comics. I don't even know if that makes sense, but I feel like somehow he's going to end up Trapped in our universe, and he will appear in No Way Home post credit scene and Multiverse of Madness. Anyway, bonkers theory out of the way. Thank you guys for all the content. Been listening since WandaVision, and I really appreciate the content. You have made many shifts a lot more bearable. Love you, 3000. Paul from Scotland. Why didn't I do this in a Scottish accent? Nobody told uh, me. <laughs> I, it's, a, it's a patron, and Paul from Scotland, make sure you send in... Is that another Paul from Scotland? Uh, I don't know. know. We have we have Paul the Scott voicemail a little later, so maybe that's the same Paul. I'm no. not sure. Uh, the other <laughs> Paul's last name I don't it isn't that, but he would have known to send in a voice like voice memos, Scotts. I thought I made that clear. <laughs> I think you did because we have now the the we, we have a lot we have a lot of voicemails. We have the UK covered on this episode. The entire UK <laughs> sent in voicemails and all, all giving their. Uh, they're Scottish bona fides. I like it a lot. Uh, they're like, well, I'm not we Scottish, have some but whales. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. So talking about this, uh, I, I, I would love it if they cross this over into the MCU proper. Yeah. I, I don't expect much. I don't expect it to be like a huge deal. I don't think it's going to be the post credit sequence for two movies. Maybe the watcher. If that's like what they're, if they're, if they have bigger plans for the watcher, I could see that, I guess. If they have big plans for the Watcher, he's got to come into play uh, in the MCU proper, like, rather, in the live-action MCU in some major way. But I just, I still have this feeling that, like, this show isn't, it's not going to affect the, like, the the main MCU mm. very much. I don't know. Like, I, I just, I've got this feeling that, like, it's kind of a, a fun aside that kind of 
uh, how do I put it? <laughs> it's like it it reacts to the events right. of the MCU, but never affects. See, I hear that. And like, this could be a test for how much this new it's all connected is really going to be true because that's the way it was with the old it's all connected. It's like, yes, it's all connected, but only one direction. And we know now that with the live action television series, they are connecting it in earnest. Like we're going to get people like Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel introduced and, uh, you know, an adult Monica Rambo, all these things are being introduced in the shows and they're going to, they're going to go to the movies, which is awesome. But may is the animation one step beyond that where it's the new, like kind of connected thing. I don't know. We're, I guess we'll find out if it's going to be from voice to, or rather from animated to film then it needs to be a an actor who is capable of doing the voice stuff well that can also translate into film very right. well, which I think Jeffrey Wright can. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that, that kind of, like... Uh, that, <sighs> that lends itself to this, this theory being good yeah. idea. His, like, to his credence, uh, you know, he can, he can do that. Um, I don't know how much I would like... I, I don't know how much I would like for him to become one of the watchers, uh, the way that he looks, you know, on screen or whatever, because like you're, you're taking this black man and making him a white or, you know, making his character white for like no real reason other than like, that's how the watcher and the the race of the watchers look. I may be, uh, I may be just crazy and I'm not very perceptive about color. Uh, and I don't mean race. I just mean like color, literally. <laughs> like I can't even remember what color <laughs> like actual are. color scale. But like what was he? Because Jeffrey Wright's a fairly light skinned black man, and like I could see this Watu that we see in this thing looking pretty close to Jeffrey Wright. Like it doesn't. It would not shock me if Jeffrey Wright showed up. Just to, maybe his head's a little warped or whatever, uh, and he's not, you know, being whiteified. That would look so weird. It would. It would look um, weird. It would look really weird. But mostly, it's just his head's big, right? Yeah, like, he's yeah. got a giant head. It's got like a giant. Yeah, the baby Watcher's head. got a big ass dome. Head, move that noggin. <laughs> As Alyssa said when she saw, <laughs> "What's with the giant baby?" Yep. Yeah. So, like, I could yep. see them bringing him in, but it is weird, and it would be a lot of questions for people that aren't watching the show. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. Is like, I, I still don't know that. Disney is okay with forcing everybody to have a whole bunch of questions like where the hell did the giant baby guy come from and why is he important? <laughs> like, I, you know, I, if it's characters that are already known right. in, you know, in households or whatever in the MCU, like, you know, all the characters that existed or that all the characters that did stuff in civil war, like they already all existed in the MCU for the most part, like, there wasn't really anybody new that was introduced other than T'Challa and T'Challa mm-hmm. had his introduction time. So everybody else was just doing the things that they do. And like, if you hadn't seen, I don't know, like some movie in between, like it, you didn't have to, like you didn't have to see Ant-Man to kind of be like, Oh, there's this new guy. He does that thing. Um, I guess I can go watch his movie now. Cause there were a lot of people that did that. Do you mean like, well, what if you didn't watch Age of Ultron? Like, if you screwed. didn't watch Age of Ultron, you'd be screwed. I, mean, I don't know. There's a there's a few movies in there where like you absolutely like uh, you absolutely had to have watched uh, the Winter Soldier 
or Age right. of Ultron. Like, to, you know, there are certain key points. Right. But, like, you don't have to watch everything right. to be, like, completely caught up for Civil War. But, like, somebody like The Watcher and the amount of importance that The Watcher has, like... No, fine. Uh, yeah, and we know, know they're going to do a season two as well. So I have a feeling this is going to do more feeding into a season two of this show than it is going to feed into the MCU proper. But it would be really cool if there was like some little nugget of the actions of the show that spilled into the main timeline. Well, you know it's I mean? Do you guys think that this episode's going to continue in the next one? Yes. Yes. For 100%. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, because the, the next one is going to be the Guardians of the Multiverse, basically. Like, we saw in the trailers, there's a, a shot where, like, the camera circled around a group uh, very similar to the way that they did in the first Avengers movie. Uh, and it was, like, Gamora and um, Party Thor, which, I, I mean, I guess is Party Thor, but... Was, was evil Doctor Strange there? I don't remember. There is, a, there, I... there is a spot from the trailer where evil Doctor Strange is fighting alongside T'Challa Star-Lord. <gasps> yeah, Sorry. from from one of the trailers. Um, so, like, oh, I, like I, it. I, I mean, we've been talking about it, and it, it's pretty clear that that is coming. Some sort of team up. This whole series has been a like sneaky connected thing that's going to all tie together into a big thing here. Sneaky connected, sneaky connected, and we've been saying it, but it, it's it's exciting that we're, that's true. We were a little worried yeah. that it was going to be. Uh, uh, you know, just not be the case. Right. I remember it. Like, right after the episode, I was calling Feige all kinds of names. Like, you say back and son of a bitch! Uh, yeah, you were. Like, I was, I was upset that they fooled me again. Into watching a show that's not connected, but it's at least connected to itself, and I, I, I'm just loving it. I'm having a great time, and I just can't believe the quality we're getting. Let's get on yeah. to the next, uh, next Sorry. thing. We could talk forever about all of these, but we, we do have a lot of feedback to get to. Another patron, Canada Panda, says, oh my goodness, what if Ultron wins? I have so many questions. That is by far the best what if episode yet. Mind-blowing consequences that will affect every other movie coming after. My only question, and maybe you guys can help us understand, where's the TVA? I may have to watch episode one of Loki again with the question of if Loki has a soul. Can the TVA intercept Ultron? Would they be able to affect Ultron? Theoretically, all the Infinity Stones that he possesses would be useless within the TVA, but could they capture him? Is Ultron too powerful for the TVA? My god, I have so many questions after this episode. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Well, the biggest thing about the TVA is we don't know what their new mission statement is. Because they've been taken over by a brand new Kang who has his own, you know, goals. got a brand new Kang. TVA's got a brand new Kang. Uh... Like it, it, it really is just going to be a totally different organization, I think. Right. And so I don't know that his goals are anymore to stop the multiverse from happening. His new goals may be to proliferate the multiverse. Now that still, I think, would mean that Kang would want to stop this because this Ultron is going around destroying ver- universes. And I think no matter what version of Kang we have, I don't think that he can deal with like a rival of this power. So I think the thing that like. I've, I want to say we might have gotten some feedback about this. So if I'm, if I'm, if, if someone mentioned this, I'm sorry to, uh, steal your thunder. Uh, but, uh, I have heard people say like the idea that what if Kang shows up at the end and kind of saves the day as it were, 
Like Ooh. Kang is Kang might be the tie through oh, between man. Loki and this and like, the future of the MCU. Like what if we get what if we get Guardians of the Multiverse and like we think it's going to be this great thing but Ultron still just wipes the yeah, floor with just them. Just destroys them. <laughs> and then Kang shows up. Yeah, as they're about to be completely defeated, Kang shows up. And he's like, "Use a bitch." Pop. Kills him. Yeah. And then that really shows us how powerful Kang is. Again, we already kind of saw it in Loki, but seeing it in that context would be a totally different thing. And that would be so cool. Yeah. Because, like, at the end of Loki, if you remember, um, the uh, Mobius and B-15 pairing, they were looking at the, the screen with all of the all the branches happening. They were like... Maybe this is what he wants, I guess. It's like they didn't know the mission statement mm. of the TVA anymore either. So right, which is weird. All of that was happening, and they were like, ah. What do they think the world is right now? Like, what is their yeah, deal? Right? I don't it's know. It's really strange. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm all shoulders here, guys. Um, <laughs> we're, we're back at that, I don't know. That's don't my, know. that's, that's our, that's our mantra. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, next up, Ryan Murphy sent us an email. What's up, MCU cast? What's up, Ryan? I'm assuming that's how they said it. It's an all lowercase. Yeah, but there's a question mark and an exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, anyway. it's true. Uh, and, he's, and oh my God, this episode. I have a lot of things I want to say, but I don't want to take up too much time, so I'll keep it short, I hope. I should have known the Watcher had that kind of power, but I didn't see it coming. The battle between him and Ultravision was uh, by far one of my favorite. It'll probably be top soon, but whatever it was, it was freaking awesome. The series is just amazing, and I'm so excited for all of it to come together and continue to go on, Ashley. So we know... (laughs) How come... Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So we know The Watcher is going to team up with some of the best versions of the heroes that we've seen so far, but I'm, I'm preparing myself for a failure like Infinity War and then a comeback season or, or movie or, I don't know, maybe Doctor Strange 2? Mm. I believe somehow that it has to connect with that movie, but I've been wrong before, so quote me only if I'm right. <laughs> but let me, let me know what you guys think. Y'all are awesome. Keep up the great work. By the way, I'm pretty sure Benedict Cumberbatch has voiced all of Doctor Strange's voice, Jeff, for I am the listener i del- i left out so many that were just <laughs> when we when we make a mistake it's good that people let us know i will say a lot of people wrote it and they were like somebody probably already said this but <laughs> like the ones i saw not the ones that i saw <laughs> especially on facebook <laughs> well people often like live tweet slash live comment on what they're listening to like wait that's not true guys <laughs> yeah you did that before ashley yeah. I was the first one. You wrote us all kinds of, like, stream of consciousness emails. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Why did we win an award this year, I wonder? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. R is an email saying, hello, assorted humans, and Matt. I just like, I gotta stop right there. <laughs> Let's pump the brain. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this one, because clearly... Clearly he said, and Matt, like, I got top billing in a way, but also I'm not one of the humans on the podcast, so I just don't yep. know how to take this one, but I like it. Thank you, Mr. R. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe maybe it's that you're not one of the just assorted rabble of right, humans. Right. Like I'm you're just saying top human. it's hard to yeah. know which way he meant that. And I and I appreciate the vagueness. It's it's my favorite kind. It's like keep keep messing around, Mr. R. I'll say your real name on here. <laughs> <laughs> bum bum bum. <laughs> maybe they know that Matt's an alien. I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm jealous just to be an assorted human. Boo. That's boring. (laughs) (laughs) Rabble, rabble, rabble. Uh, (laughs) Mr. R says, I have come with a theory Mm. about what if episode eight, which I would like explained. Why the hell does Thanos have the soul stone? Please explain this to me, especially since we see that Gamora is still alive in the scene where the guardians get killed. Thank you for your time. Maybe they had a different kind of relationship in this universe. So somebody wrote in and said, like, maybe uh, Gamora got it by uh, um, throwing off her sister or something. Like, I don't, oh. I don't think she would do that. No. Well, it depends on the version of her. Like, if she's fully daughter of Thanos, fully on board, and hasn't started questioning him or whatever, you know? Hmm. I mean, maybe there are other things that Thanos loves. Maybe. Maybe there's a puppy we don't know about. <laughs> also, oh, no, <laughs> I don't know that we know that that Gamora is from this universe either. Do we? Where's you? Know, we talked about that, but we don't know oh, that. Well, that, uh, there's just a Gamora yeah, in a yeah, future yeah, yeah. Actually, episode. No, 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 no. It's um in the universe where uh, when Ultron is going around to like decimate the various places, um, Thanos showed up and was like. Hey, I'm gonna blit and got iced. Right. And then Thanos, or like, then Ultron goes around to the various other planets, and one of them was the Sovereign. And Gamora was there at the Sovereign, like, defending again. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So she shouldn't have been if Thanos killed her to get it. Yeah. But he didn't. He obviously didn't kill her to get to different universe. Could be anything. Yeah. Could be something else. He loves something else or someone else retrieved the soul stone for him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Or maybe that's not even what like happened to it and it didn't get put there. Like that's the problem with the multiverses. Like it's infinite possibilities. Like maybe, you Could know, Red Skull wasn't there, and that's not it wasn't on Vormir at all. Yeah, and this yeah. is I don't know if we kind of know the separation point of all of the other universes, but we don't know what led this universe to separate. What was the Nexus event? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like we don't know yeah. what actually caused Ultron to complete his upload into the Vision right. Body. Because, right. like, if everything happened the same way, then it would have... would need Helen Cho, and there's a lot of yeah. questions in there. Yeah. Yeah, like, if everything had happened the same way, then it just would have happened the same way. So, like, right. something was different. We talk about the Party Thor episode, and that one, even though a lot of the universe is pretty similar, uh, just everybody likes to party, uh, there's... Uh, the actual no, events were, like, hundreds of thousands of years ago or whatever, you know? thousands yeah. of years ago or however long ago that the frost giant war was so like yeah i don't i don't think we know what caused ultron to win and so we don't really know what's up with thanos and his daughter yeah it's it's the butterfly effect of thanos loved another kid maybe like he chucked he chucked cold obsidian off yeah <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> <laughs> 
my baby. <laughs> you were my number one boy. <laughs> He's my special boy. <laughs> You're my boy, Cole. You're my boy. You're my boy, Cole. And then he just has to like, uh, like lob him off the edge. <laughs> Why? <laughs> That's actually a good point, though. If something changed with Thanos that led the events to happen differently from, like, you know, uh, before Avengers 1, then that would change how the Chitauri attack happened, possibly, which yeah. could change what happened with Ultron later, you know? Could be. Could be. Like, it's, it's one of those things we just don't know. Yeah. So, it's damn near impossible to, to say. I mean, maybe... At least uh, I don't remember. We didn't have, like, part of the voiceover say, like... This is where it changed. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. But uh, I, mean, so I haven't watched you, it. You remember days. in like the first episode, he was like, "There, that's the decision." Yeah, he doesn't do that in all of them, and you kind of have to backtrack to figure it out. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't think he did that in this one. He did not. He did not. Well, it was like he said, like you know, in this universe, Ultron fully uploaded and won. I'm like, but yeah. how? But didn't they show that scene? If I'm not mistaken. They showed it, but they didn't show us how he got the cradle. Right. They don't show it be different, but like, they yeah, don't well, show they, why it's different. They show it. Yeah, they, they showed the major events being different of like, you know, in your universe or in, you know, in one universe, the Avengers stole the cradle and led to the hero vision. And in this one, Ultron won. Yeah, he was like, that's not what happened. I'm like, cool. Do you care to elaborate? No. <laughs> Can you okay. elaborate, please, sir? <laughs> Onward with the story. I guess you just watch instead of like. like where was everybody else? We yeah. don't know what happened. Oh. That's the multiverse. <laughs> and it's part of the fun. And it's also part of the frustration of like, you'll never know everything. And you can't know everything about every universe in the multiverse. You, know, you just have to accept these what if tales as what if tales. No, Matt, I have to know absolutely everything. I don't even put a second thought to them, to be honest. I'm clearly with you, Jeff. <laughs> that we can, we can go pretty deep on these episodes. Yep. We already have. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Next up, Rashab does send us an email. So this episode was good and sad at the same time, which Marvel has pulled off many times. Also, I had a question. I was thinking that in Loki, the Infinity Stones do not work outside their timeline. So how would Ultron use the stones? If he uses them, then it'll establish that universes and timelines are different. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work, Rashad. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check everybody. I'm gonna check everybody all at once. Listen up. Here we go. It was never said in Loki that the stones don't work Outside of their universe. That's a comics thing that Matt brought up. It is true that way in comics. However, it was never said to be that way in in Loki. All it is is that they don't work in the TVA because, as Loki says, the TVA is formidable. Magic. That is all no, we know. magic doesn't work there. Yeah. So also, like- here's, here's the only thing about that, which I agree with you completely. But here's the thing about that. Does that mean that we know now that the comics multiverse is different from the yeah. movie multiverse? Well, the comics multiverse never really explains how it becomes a multiverse. It just exists as a multiverse. It's not like, hey, by the way, the timelines branch and that's what makes the multiverse. But with the introduction of the multiverse, one of the cool things is you say, like, if 616 exists in, in the same multiverse, we're just in a different version of the universe then, like, you'd think those sort of, like, qualities would be the same. But, yeah, it's clearly different. Maybe. But also, Nexus 
beings seem different and a lot of these things seem different yeah in the way they're tackling them in the mcu and maybe just different parts of the multiverse operate differently i don't know i think it's it's largely that they're trying to keep the uh the mcu that we see more grounded in science or more grounded in a modern understanding of science rather than just being like uh, multiple universes, different dimensions, beings from another world, stone men from Saturn. Like the sixties are gone, man. We, we have a right. better understanding of but science. That doesn't really, that's not why the stones don't work in certain universes and, other, and they do in others. You know what I mean? Like that's not a science thing. No, the, the, the explanation came from Reed Richards in that the stones don't work outside of their own universe. Right. Like, that's it. And right. we, we just don't know. Like we were not, we were not given that express information in Loki yeah. to make that assumption. Well, and now we've been given the express opposite information with this right. episode. That so they like, do work wherever. That's my point though, is like, it's weird that we now have that delineation, especially like since in previous episodes, like we talked about the house, the house number confirming the universe number for the MCU and stuff like that in WandaVision and things like that, where it's like, it kind of seems like they're trying to say it's all, it all exists in the same sort of pantheon of universes. But, and I mean, it could be, here's my head cannon for it. Whenever they like stones were created, they were that choice, whatever choices were being made back then by whatever beings were creating the stones, created them in such a way slightly differently and that's where it forks off or something. I don't know. I mean, if we're going by like, I think it's like 10th, 10th dimensional theory. Uh, it could just be that the comics verse, the comics multiverse is a multiverse that has a different set of laws of physics than right. the MCU and therefore exists as a completely separate multiverse entirely. Right. I agree. But I'm just saying, like, it's disappointing because kind of the idea behind the multiverse is like, like, I like the idea that we could get, and we still could, not to say this is out of the question, but like, we could have the Miles Morales from, uh, Into the Spider-Verse show up in one of the Spider-Man movies or, you know, like things like that, those kinds of crossovers from different media possibly right. entering the multi, entering this version of the MCU. But again, you could just say everything's the same in that universe that is, in that, like, what if Wolverine from Six One Six could show up in the MCU? You know, like an actual representation of that Wolverine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I I think this line of thinking is too far. <laughs> Listen, you we, know, we got a lot of podcasts to fill. Okay, like <laughs> this is. I'm just, I'm just trying to make the donuts here, man. You know, I'm just trying to like. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. I just, I, I think that like we're going. You know, I, 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 I take rabbit hole trips. I do. I love yeah. a good rabbit hole trip, but this one may be too deep, guys. Like, <laughs> let's bring it back. I like it. <laughs> I liked my little rabbit hole. Looks like we got an email from somebody calling themselves Riggs, our mohawked mechanic slash author slash driver slash whatever you want them to be, friend. Ooh. Uh, this is, hey, Jeff, Ash, and Matt. I've caught up with the podcast and was ecstatic to hear my feedback. My head is swirling with thoughts about this week's what if. Uh, I hear people are mad about how easily Thanos was beaten, but Thanos couldn't win anyways. With a planet-wide network of Ultron, so I see it as just saving time for that battle. <laughs> I'm super excited and on edge to not only see how this goes, but also how it ties in. 
I'm kind of hoping for a live action final moments of the show to show that the multiverse is starting to break through to the MCU. What do you think? Too much? It's going to be hard for me. I would love a live action any part of this show. (laughs) I'm with you, babe. Oh my God. I want, I want the zombies to come through to live action and like, we get like Walking Dead style Marvel MCU. Oh, that would be so cool. What a gift. What a, what a glorious gift that would be. And you know, who's got to direct that? Raimi. Yeah. Raimi's got to direct that. So it'd just be deadites instead of, uh, zombies. I feel like the zombies in, uh, Marvel are almost more like deadites than they are because they have so much ability. Continuity. Yeah. 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 They know how to open doors. (laughs) Yeah. I'm down for that. Dude, yeah. What if it what if we got Marvel Deadites instead of Marvel uh, Zombies? That would like be a Marvel a big problem. Deadites crossover. Oh. Mm, I would like it. Ooh, I'd like it too. <laughs> that would have to be rated R plus plus. Oh yeah. <laughs> How funny is it that he created his own thing and they're just called Deadites? That's so funny. I love it. It's so good. And as for the Ultron fight, I guess I don't really have a big problem with Ultron losing quickly. I think it's abrupt, but it's like, you Thanos. do have to move. Th- move. Okay, yeah, so right. Ken Thanos came in. I had this one on yesterday, or on Sunday when I was watching uh, while he was working. And he came in for like two seconds, watched that part, and was like, ugh, I hate this show. He's like, this is ridiculous. He's <laughs> like, how are you going to just make it that quick? Like, he's like, this is why I don't watch it. That's ridiculous. And he just left us like... Thanks for your input. <laughs> <laughs> I get why people are upset about it, but I, I thought, and I mean, I even mentioned it on the cast. Like I thought it was crazy that it went that fast, but I see why they have to do it. They've got 20 minutes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, Ultron made a calculation and saw, Oh, I got to end this quick. And he went for the head. There it is. Yeah. Done. It. Nailed it. He went from the bottom up. <laughs> he went for the head from the dick. <laughs> he was like... Marker. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I liked it from like a hierarchy perspective. Like this ultra vision is so powerful that even Thanos with five stones is not even like... Not even a blip on his radar. Like, he's just a guy who shows up. There's an episode of, I I don't know why this pops into my brain, but there's an episode of 24, the show with Jack Bauer. I'm with you. Where, like, a bad guy, it's like the last season, the first episode, and, like, a, a terrorist throws a knife at him and hits him in the shoulder, and then he just grabs the knife and kills all the terrorists with it. And it's like, you don't throw a knife at Jack Bauer. You're just giving him weapons. Yeah. He's a one man <laughs> army. He was like, God damn it. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm killing everyone because you did that. That knife represents Thanos in this moment, right? Like Thanos oh, yeah, shows up yeah, and Ultron's does. so powerful. He's just like, I'll kill you and take all your stones. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wanted these. I didn't know I did, but thank you for bringing <laughs> this to me. You made it easy. <laughs> and he just roasts his hand like, oh, God. That, hmm. This this episode was weird. It was it was weird. It made me feel things in weird ways and like I got to watch it again. I got to I just I just got to go watch it again. That's all well, it is. And I think too like 
we're just, we're having to get used to the idea of a multiverse threat. Like Thanos, yes, was super powerful for one universe. Like he is a universe conquering villain who destroyed half the universe. But like this version of Ultron is supposed to be a version that can destroy multiverses. And that's like a whole different deal. He's just, that's the idea. He's just on a whole nother level than Thanos. So that's, I did. You think that's why they showed him looking so galactic-y just eating a universe like that to just like get us prepared for (laughs) seeing that for real. I mean, Matt, you remember I like one of the first things I said was like, Oh my God, they did it. They got us. They took us there. Yeah. They took us to show us that kind of world. Uh, Like that could happen. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I I, I thought it was really weird choice, especially given the lighting and everything of that scene, especially in the trailer, it just looked like Galactus. Like it just straight up looks like Galactus. It really did. I think Galactus is going to be one of the, um, one of the celestials that gets brought to, or that comes to earth that uh, they talk about in the Eternals. Could be. I think they'll mention him, but I don't know if it's going to, if he's going to show up in that one. I could see that being what the awakening is or whatever, like whatever's been awakened and whatever, or whatever the rings are calling forth and stuff. Like maybe that's all uh, Galactus. It's all Galactus. It all leads to Galactus. All roads. It's all Galactus to me. Uh, let's see. Next up, Nathan Stutz sent us an email. Hey guys, my name is Nate, but you can call me Crumb. Ah, Real Monsters, LOL. God, I mm. love that show. That was such a good show. He says, uh, love the podcast. I started listening around WandaVision and been hooked ever since. I just finished What If episode 8, and let me just say, shiver me groots! <laughs> <laughs> That was an immensely epic episode and probably my favorite thus far. So many awesome things happened. Zola back and in an Ultron drone. Hawkeye with a mechanical arm. R.I.P. Hawkeye. The way he sacrificed himself echoed back to Natasha's sacrifice in Endgame. And then we have the, the Watcher being scared. Then fighting Ultron. Oh my god. And finally, Darker Strange is alive in his mirror dimension cage. What? <laughs> I like Darker Strange. That's pretty great. And that was actually Benedict Benedict Cumberbatch voicing him. Such a great episode. Can't wait for the last two and hoping we get Gamora in the mix to avenge Thanos. Also R.I.P. Okay, that's enough for now. Thanks, guys. Love you 3001. P.S. I watched the show in my Deadpool bunny slippers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Crumb. Thank you, Crumb. Thank you. I'm thank down. you. I dig it. Yeah. Uh, sorry I got the voice wrong, everybody. Jesus Forking fork. Well, in, um, in, in Crumb's defense, he didn't even say anything about you. He was just like, and yeah. it was him voicing it. And it was him voicing it. Like, that's almost that a little passive aggressive, you know? That, I mean, <laughs> it is exciting that that we get the voice, you know, of Benedict Cumberbatch, but it's a freaking American accent that, like, he just cannot seem to pull off for some reason. I'm so used to it now. <sighs> it's just been so long. I'm just so used to him sounding like that. Like I hated it during the first Doctor Strange. It really was a problem for me. Um, but now I've heard him do that more than any other movie over the past, what, five years that I'm like yeah. acclimated to it. That's and just, I'm used that's to just it. That's just what Benedict Cumberbatch sounds like. He right? just sounds like he's from like Northern New York. <laughs> <laughs> Lots I of just New don't York's understand why. Don't understand why, like Doctor Strange has to sound like he's American. Like he doesn't, like nothing in his canon says like he is very much American. Like he yeah. can just be just English. let it be British. He can just be British and arrogant. Like 
it might serve to make him sound more Benedict arrogant. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> wanted to do it. He's anyway, like, I could do it. I'm a master of uh, yeah, voiceovers. I'm a, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. But it works for me now. It's fine. Yeah, it's bad, but it's never really bothered me. Accents don't really bother me. It's just a voice that makes it sound not like him when it's on microphone animated. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It could well be that these, you know, these particular actors are not great at animation because, like. Jeremy Renner definitely sounded like Jeremy Renner sitting on a stool, phoning it in. Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> like, real, like, in his jammies. He really hawk-eyed that up, man. He really- yeah, he- Same way he did his Amazon pots, like he was selling, like, camping gear. I saw that commercial. The one where he sang his own song. Are you guys going camping? <laughs> you guys seen where he sings the Hawkeye song on, like, Fallon or something. You know what I'm talking about? I've uh, I've seen the thumbnail for it as I scroll through to find other YouTube videos. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah Jimmy. F- I'm not a big fan of Jimmy Fallon. I'm not either at all. I really don't like Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I'm I'm glad we I'm glad we share that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like uh, it was it was pretty good though. It's just like him singing in character as Hawkeye about how uh, he doesn't get to do anything cool. <laughs> Basically, (laughs) he's like white shirt, blue boots, red pickup. (laughs) Sure. That's how boring that song was. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Have you heard his album? What he tried to do? No, (laughs) Oh man. No. I mean, if you like it, it that's on you. It's kind of country. Interesting. It's like that, like Keith Urban country, like Mm, stadium country about ranches that I've never been to. Yeah, the I got my three thousand dollar cowboy shoes on. Cowboy shoes. (laughs) 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 I'm from the north. Leave me alone. (laughs) Those freaking cowboy shoes. Oh man, cowboy shoes are my favorite. Cowboy shoes with little jingle jangles on the back. I wouldn't even know what to call those. If I've had someone had a gun to my head, I could, I would be like, I Come don't on. know what they're called. What are they called, Ashley? Right now. Oh, Come God, on. Oh, Give God, us oh, your God, best. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Are you talking okay, about the, the, the jingle jangles the on the back? Oh, what are the j- first, first, you first, did it. first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You did it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Up next, <laughs> we have a voicemail here. Oh, good. Uh, from Paul the Scott. Paul the yeah, other Paul Scott. Scott. We got two this Paul the Scots this week. Hi guys. So for me, this was a much better episode to come back to. What do you guys think of the surviving Avengers from different realities going up against Ultravision in this one? It sort of looks like that considering that Watcher has went to Dark Doctor Strange to try and set up this team. Do you think they're going to just tag team it? Or do you think the Watcher will actually recruit a lot more Avengers from different realities to try and stop it? I had to bring Ashley on the camera for that. Uh, for, <laughs> for so that. all I heard, I just see stars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the voice of Leopold Fitz, and you can't convince me otherwise. Ooh, yeah, it did, did have a good Leopold Fitz vibe. <laughs> all right, so what do you guys think? I didn't catch what he said. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of didn't either. I'm being honest. I was distracted by Ashley's wonderful response reaction. And I really wasn't listening. And I thought maybe Jeff was. You all need to stop swooning as much as I am. Yeah, we might have to listen to it again. 
I definitely think that he is going to recruit a team. And I think this entire series has been leading up to this point, And we're going to get a team of all of the people that we've been meeting all along the way. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I really, I really like the idea though, that, um, we're going to see like a team of kind of like the Avengers, but like across the multiverse, across the multiverse. <laughs> and, they're going to be led by Captain Carter, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I think so, too. Cool. I think you're going to have the the badass Doctor Strange doing his thing, and you're going to get a bunch of uh, people from all of the episodes we've seen so far. I prefer Dark Doctor Strange. Dark Doctor Strange. Dark Doctor Str- like Strange, Strange yeah. over uh, regular Strange. Strange Supreme. I I just love that, like, you know, he's got that brokenness to him. And that, like, that seems to come through whenever he's walking from shadow to normal, and he's got, like, all the tentacles and everything in the shadows, and then, like, when he steps into the light, it all just, and he's back to normal Doctor Strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a little smoke eye. Yeah, he's, like, he's sullen and kind of <laughs> sunk it. Yeah, his makeup's a little bit different. And he just has Count Chocula's cape. Yeah, he's got... <laughs> <laughs> He's got that bat collar, you know. One uh, 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 monster. <laughs> One monster. Or maybe he's the monster monster. Like instead I don't get of it. instead of the cookie monster, because he eats all the monsters. Oh, <laughs> no. But he doesn't have a cape. It's true. He doesn't have a cape. Yeah, Cookie Monster didn't have a cape, and he didn't count the cookies. He just ate them. He was just like, I don't care how many cookies there are. I want all of them. He would often count the cookies. He would just, like, eat them, and then the count would be off. (laughs) He was a really bad employee, is all Cookie Monster was. (laughs) He's why I don't know how to fucking count. (laughs) They were like, Cookie Monster, count these cookies. Like, one. One. (laughs) There are no cookies. Now I just want cookies. Let's keep going. (laughs) <laughs> soft chocolate chip uh, this is another this is another voicemail what's happening guys this is Ryan here from the UK sorry Ashley not from Scotland can't help you out there half Welsh but I haven't got a Welsh accent so don't know if that works sorry Ashley but no um, found your podcast middle of Falcon and Winter Soldier and been listening ever since really enjoy it really enjoy the insight that you give us all the information you have compared to comics and films in the past. But mainly, I enjoy the banter you guys have between you. I enjoy the funny bits you guys put in there. I I really enjoy it. I really think you guys have got a good sense of humour between the three of you and the guests you have on. Um, So in general, it's just to kind of keep up the good work. I'm enjoying... uh, What is it I'm watching? I'm I'm lost. Uh, I'm enjoying What If. Uh, A lot of people are not, and... I kind of get it, but for me, it's all right. It is what it is. I think a lot of people were getting over excited, and then when they saw it, didn't want to say that they liked it because it was cartoons. So I know I've got a lot of my friends who are Marvel heads, and they're like, I'm not watching that. And I'm like, what do you mean you're not watching it? Like, I'm watching everything Marvel, at least once, and then giving it my my opinion. But they're like, no, I can't get into it. It's a cartoon. I'm like, you know that this is all based off comics, yeah? Like, but hey-ho, it is what it is. People are entitled to their preference, and my preference is I like this. So um, this week's episode, I'm now listening to last week's reviews, but this week's episode was wicked. I think it's one of the best. Um, and let's see, we've only got one more episode left. Let's see how they close it up. But listen, in general, guys, 
glad I found the podcast and yeah, keep up the good work, man. I really enjoy it. Take care. Ryan from the UK. Hey, thank you, Ryan from the UK. Ryan Thomas. I like his, I like, I like his voice talk. a lot too. He reminds me of, um, like snatch, like that kind of accent. I love it. It's wicked. Yeah. I, I dig it. I dig it, Ryan. Yeah, I think I think he's he's definitely right. A lot of people just don't like this because it's cartoons, which is fair. I mean, like I'm not normally the biggest cartoon guy either, but I think this has been just really, really, really good. So I watched it. I'll I'll say that <laughs> and I've never watched an episode more than once, and usually I'll watch it right before we do this. But I am watching them. Sweet. So it you know it's a step up for Ashley. I guess, <laughs> yeah. As far as but it, yeah. She's watching them. Watched it. Very funny. If I if I if it was intolerable, I would I would have stepped down and let somebody who could like really give. But I also feel like it is good to have me here because there are so many people who feel bad that they don't like it, and I'm like, no, it's okay. Yeah. Ryan Murphy, totally or fine. Whoever wrote it earlier, yeah, I'm else. allowed to not like it, but I didn't yeah. come down on you for liking it. So yeah. everybody needs to just let people like what they like, and you know. Enjoy. I'm gl- I'm glad that people are enjoying it. But I'm on Ryan Thomas's side. I'm 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 with him. I like the I like this show. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we know. I just thought it was funny because those two Ryans. You're like Ryan Murphy yeah. and Ryan. No, I have Ryan Murphy's number this week. You remember, remember that name? <laughs> <laughs> that was the first one. <laughs> I'm I'm on everybody's side. I really like the show. I am mad at the show a lot of times. I'm. Glad that Ashley's watching it, but I understand that it's not going to be her thing long term. And I understand that there are going to be people that don't like it, but I need everyone who listens to us to understand we're probably going to like stuff by default at the beginning. We're probably just going to like it out of the gate. Yeah. We're excitable. We're really excitable people. Yeah. So, I can see getting six. Like, if they don't do crossovers with the main MCU and we don't get like a good sense of this, I could see like season six this getting old. Or like season three, this getting old, like the whole, like right now I'm super into it. Like the whole, like, what if this little change yeah. Yeah, happened, but I could see it getting kind of old after a few seasons. If it doesn't, uh, like connect, if this was it forever, if, if they were like, oh yeah, man, the MCU was real fun. Now let's talk about what if, like I would not be on board, but sure. because we're getting other things, we're going to be getting other things interspersed in like we're, you know, next we're getting Hawkeye rather no. Next, we're getting Eternals. Wow. Yeah. Eternals in, in a month, you guys. In a month. Crazy. It's wow. crazy. So, yeah, we're getting Eternals. We're getting Hawkeye. We're getting Spidey. We're getting Doctor Strange. Like, all of these other things before we get another season of that. Like, it's going to feel like it's been a while since we've had this sort of romp through the multiverse. Right, 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 right. And who knows where we're going to be then and what kind of different stories they're going to be able to do with different characters that yeah. we're going to be introduced to now. Exactly. Yeah, what, what new, like, are they going to tell a what if about Miss Marvel or whatever? You know, like, it's just like totally a different thing. Bring like, me that Adam Warlock. Yeah. I would love, yeah. I'd love to see all of that. Uh, Greg ends in his email. Dear Supreme Leader Ash and her cohorts. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. <laughs> First time writing in after listening for quite some time, dating back to Infinity War when I had to hear someone speak about that ending of that one when I had no one to, to discuss it with. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, And your guys' podcast is one that I download the minute I see it on my feed to listen to at work. 
Uh, it's a weekly must listen, along with the majority of the pods in the Bandit community. You guys made me also download Twitch, and are basically the only thing I watch on Twitch. Whenever I do, Gregpool27 on there. Oh, anyway, yeah. on to the yeah, feedback. Yeah, Gregpool. I recognize the name. It's a great name, Gregpool. It yeah. is a good name. Uh, I, unfortunately, I don't recognize the name. I'm sorry. I'm not often looking at the chat, though. Always it's not my have- job. <laughs> it's not my job. <laughs> anyway, on to the feedback and theory slash question. This episode of What If was not only the best episode by far for the season, but also up there with top Marvel thing released this year. I hadn't felt really much of anything for any of the characters within the series prior to this episode. Fear, happiness, anything. Despite absolutely loving every episode outside of Party Thor, that episode was quite boring, but the ending leading to this redeemed it. Uh, This episode made me feel all the feels. Scared, uneasiness, anxiousness, happiness when Dark Strange came back. The only other villain I feared closely to as much as this, as to, as much as Infinite Ultron was Thanos. And clearly, he's nothing compared to Infinite Ultron. His power and purpose is unrelenting and remarkable. I truly have no idea how anyone will be able to defeat him. Which brings me to my question slash theory. How... Will he be stopped? Do we think it'll happen within the What If series? Do we think someone else wielding the stones will need to be the one who stops him? I like your guys' theory from the instant reaction pod about getting the zombies to fight him. Do we think it could be zombies, zombie Thanos seen in Wakanda? Mm. Uh, sorry, like reading that and my like that just clicked in my brain. Thank you for for coming. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Greg. Greg <laughs> um, you have brought with you a. Fantastic idea. I want to see these two sets of Infinity Stones go at it. Zombie Thanos versus Infinite Ultron. Holy crap, you guys. Yeah, what if, like, you know, they've got the only stone left is, like, that that Thanos doesn't have... And they have to like turn it over to Zombie Thanos so that he can oh, fight. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> like to create an ultimate Zombie Thanos. That'd be best. That'd be oh, best. Oh, that'd be so good. Or they grab the glove and give it to Wanda. <laughs> oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like Ultra Wanda Witch, fully infinite Wanda. Infinite Zombie that. Wanda. Oh. I don't, like, there's too many words that have to go into a description of that character for there to be a good one, but they're all amazing. (laughs) Like, Infinite Zombie Wanda sounds terrifying. Okay, all the zombie stuff, I think that sounds super, super fun, and I love the idea, Greg, but... I, the thing I actually think could I, I could see happening is if they did get the the like let's see they get that uh, I almost called it the power glove uh, they, get that in, <laughs> they get that Nintendo power get glove. power glove they get the Nintendo power glove and uh, bring yep. it uh, bring it with them on their trip to the multiverse like I would love to see Captain Carter wielding the Infinity Gauntlet Ooh. I don't know could she probably I don't not think that she's got the 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 power to do that but like. She probably wouldn't survive it, but I mean, Tony did it. She's the best one as far as like moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> like she's yeah. the best one like morally to do that. I would trust it in her hands. I, yeah, exactly. I would, oh, I would yeah, absolutely they trust killed her. Captain Marvel in this one. Yeah. They exploded. Well, they exploded Xandar and surrounding planets with her there. I don't know if she's necessarily dead because we didn't see a body. Okay. Mm. And you know, you watch horror movies, if you don't see a body. Yeah. 
I feel like maybe the kids would be upset, so maybe they omitted a body, but. <laughs> She's like, I can read through the lines, the gruesome, yeah. gruesome lines. In an episode where they cut Thanos in half. Thanos is a villain. You have to think uh, about how, they're gonna, how they lay out things. That's fair. In yeah. the corporate Hollywood world. <laughs> yeah. Continuing Greg's email, Peter, Scott, and T'Challa actually give him the stone from Vision to Thanos to defeat Infinite Ultron? And how ironic would it be for Vision to take down Ultron yet again? Oh, sorry, I or- stole your thunder there, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think that this is what has or, or will cause or, or, or causes is causing the breaking of the multiverse? Not Scarlet Witch, not Sylvie killing He Who Remains, but, you know, and not Peter and Strange and No Way Home, but this. And this causes everything breaking apart at the same, at that same exact time, i.e. Wanda hearing the kids, he who remains losing all the, all that he thought he knew, and thus leading into DS2 mom. My theory, white vision will be needed to take down infinite Ultron, wielding the stones from the TVA in either mom or quantumania. I know it's likely wrong, but I need that poetic justice of Vision always being the better version of Ultron, putting him in his place over and over again. I can't wait to hear you guys' theories and responses to my mad ramblings, and I sincerely apologize if it's too long. I love the show, love the theories, even when I disagree, and I will always be coming back for more. A thing isn't beautiful because it lasts. It's a privilege to be among them. Vision to Ultron 2015. Greg mm-hmm. from New York, Greg Pool 27. Thank you, Greg. Thank, Thank you, Greg. You. That was great. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this theory of Ultron being taken down by Vision yet again yeah. because he just has that little bit more. I like humanity. that theory. I think that totally could work. I just, I don't think this version of Ultron, I think it's possible Owatu or some like action will spill into the MCU, the sacred timeline, as it were. I don't think this Ultron is making it to the sacred timeline. I don't either. I don't, I don't think it's happening. I think they will stop this Ultron in this, this season of, uh, what if, although I, I don't know if they will stop all of him, but they will stop ultra vision. And like, it's possible that some Ultrons will still be kicking around the multiverse to give us a like backdoor way to Ultron in the future. He's like the Agent Smith. Yeah. The multiverse. <laughs> um, could be Arnim Zola. Um, yeah. Via the Ultron bot is what comes in. I just, I, I, I feel like the infinite Ultron is definitely going to be stopped. And we're not going to see him in the in the prime, uh, whatever you want to call it, verse. Um, but the effects of this might be seen rippling through. Like, we'll see echoes. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's some sort of, like, alert. Like, it would be amazing if we got a post-credit sequence in this. That Let's say it was live action, and it's like whatever, Doctor Strange sensing Awatu or something like that. Like, the Doctor Strange Prime sensing Awatu through that, like, mirror dimension that he lives in or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's, uh, uh, let's see this uh, next, uh, this next feedback. Here we go. Hello, Ash, Matt, and Jeff. This is Greg. I am from England, although I am also Irish. I have a Scottish mother, but my accent is primarily English. So I thought I'd record this voicemail for you. Anyway, 
I would just like to talk some about some of my headcanon for the What If series. So, my thoughts on why when Ultra Vision shows up at the end of Party Thor and it surprises the Watcher, he's not omnipresent, omniscient, etc., so he's not watching all the universes at the same time. He chooses random universes and points in space and time to watch. He then watches and then narrates the what-if story to us. And prior to the multiverse being unleashed, he was just watching the sacred timeline, which is why he knows all that happened in the main MCU. So when Ultravision turns up, he's full-on surprised, just like us. It's then that he decides, okay, I'm going to check out what happened in that universe, and that gives us the H of Voldron for real. The Watcher has no idea that Ultron would be able to sense him, let alone break into the Watcher dimension, and then that gives us what to me is our best what-if episode story so far. Forcing the Watcher to break his oath, now realising we have Ultron from the comics, who borders on Invincible, who would destroy every universe he goes to. So this is where we will get the multiverse team-up we've all been waiting for hoping this could be a live-action Avengers 5 movie further down the line to really cement what if as canon. The Watcher dimension to me also looked very much like the Mirror Dimension. Could they be one in the same, or at least the same kind of magic? Which could also explain why Doctor Strange was also able to sense the Watcher. Love you brothers from other mothers and sister from another mister. Greg. Mm, I, I think that's totally good headcanon. Like, we don't really know for sure what Uwatu's exact powers are, but it does seem that he is watching a specific thing at a specific time. Doesn't I mean, seem to necessarily know all at all times. Yeah, when you exist outside of the multiverse, I, I don't know. It doesn't... I don't, I don't think it really matters. <laughs> There's no, like, you know, right way to think about this right now. Like, I mean, we may get more information as we go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I like it. There, That's a good there it is again. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a good one, though. But I do like how more and more people are saying that they would like to see a live action thing of this. Because it's like, yeah, as cool as this is, if it was live action, even Well, better. I think the idea is, like, we all want to also see it cross over into live action. You know, like, we all want yeah. this to not just be I a show was, we're yeah. watching separately, you know? Um, it, we don't want it to just be, like, a thing they're using <laughs> our fandom of MCU to, like rope us into watching an animated show. We want it to be like a show that like ties into the MCU. Yeah. We don't want to be swindled by Feige. <laughs> and like, if it's good, it's good and I'm okay with it, but I would like it to tie in as, as yeah. we keep hearing. All right. Uh, let's see. Next up, we got Elliot Purdom sent us an email. Hi guys. Love the show. Been listening for a while now. Trying to remember it's only a show, but how do these bloody stones work? I think you call this headcanoning? Sorry, I'm an old new nerd. In Loki at the TVA outside In in Loki at the TVA outside the timeline, the stones don't work. I thought outside your own timeline the stones wouldn't work being in a different universe, but that would be a new timeline that doesn't seem to affect Ultron. Do the stones or does the stones rule only apply if there's order in the multiverse, aka Kang's control? But when he's gone, all bets are off. For that matter, how did the Avengers use them in Endgame as as they were taking them from different timelines? Love all things Marvel, and your show has a big part in that for me. Thanks for all the casts, Elliot. I yeah, think he answered this earlier. We did, we yeah. did. But yeah, the, he does bring up a good point, though, that uh, it's not just this episode that proves that stones can be used in uh, different timelines. It's They already did that in Endgame. So yeah. it is well established that 
stones can definitely be used in other timelines. They just can't be used in the TVA as far as we understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could also though give just teensy bit of headcanon, head reason. I don't know. Headcanon reasoning <laughs> of like, because it was the sacred timeline, they existed in that timeline already. Eh. But like still it, you know, that's, that's real loose. And yeah, you know, and, just the stones work period. Yeah. yeah. Wherever the hell you are. Yeah. Is I, I, you know, you know my feelings on the subject, but we won't get into it. <laughs> yeah. Matt's like, there have to be rules and they have to be followed to the letter. That's right. Uh, That's right. <laughs> well, you just can't have two universes that have different versions of the same moment. <laughs> you can't have two universes. It's two separate universes in that case, at least for a moment, they have to be split apart. For them to, the two streams have to be separated for the events to happen differently. Matt, Matt, don't, yeah. don't let your love of Ghostbusters get you in a twist here. Don't you cross you the cross streams. You cross the streams. Always cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break uh, before we hit these last few feedbacks. We'll be right back. After this ad, we have no control over. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Bye, guys. Come back. <laughs> you can blame it all on ads. Um, let's see. Next up, Freddie Morris sent us an email. Hey, guys. Longtime UK fan. Loving Captain Carter. First time I emailer. See, I'm switching up. This is what now. happens if you don't send in your own yeah. voicemail, Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> Notable backdrop in Asgard in episode seven. I'm sure I clocked the gauntlet when Thor was saying goodbye to Frigga. Is this scope? For the party prince, for the party prince to turn it around and end up being an unlikely savior for the wave multiverse. Keep up the good work, guys. Love you, Steph. Uh, I went all over the place with that accent. What the yeah, hell did you say? I understand half the words. Um, <laughs> like, what if he's from like Berkshire or something, where they're like long time, no, you know? <laughs> no clue. I don't know if that's more offensive than what I just did. But, <laughs> I'm just saying you don't know what region they're uh, from. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> All right, so Freddie's Freddie's question is about uh, the, gauntlet. the gauntlet that was pictured in Party Thor's episode. Why it's do, a fake? It's a fake. That's the, that's yeah. the answer. Like why the see Thor Ragnarok? But I guess across the multiverse, <laughs> yeah. it's fake. I guess <laughs> we, we're, we're assuming. All shoulders again. Yeah, whatever yeah. works. <laughs> it could be real, but according, I mean, it's always a weird thing because she says it's a fake, but what is it even a fake of if like, is it just a, the- has it been a theoretical weapon up until now? Like someone had thought of the idea of the infinity gauntlet for the right? infinity stones, but like no one actually had made it until, uh, e- what is his name? The dwarf Thanos? Name? Oh. Uh, Eitri. Until Eitri actually made the gauntlet. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever they want to do with that. But yeah, that's the, that's the answer is that that's probably a fake. I'd like to ask Tycho about that. Okay. Why he did that. My thought on that is that it is very likely that that original, like the gauntlet that we first saw in Thor way back in what, 2010? Right. Was just an Easter egg. Yeah. That for sure. They were just like, you know, we'll throw it in there because we can. And, and, like, they didn't think it would get to this point. Yep. So, yeah. 
quit oh, overthinking it. <laughs> that's why they did it. That's yeah, a good point. Exactly. That's how. That's why they did the thing in Ragnarok. We had been asking right. that question on the podcast for like two or three years, probably more than that. We had been saying like, why is the why is the gauntlet here? If at the end of Age of Ultron he says, "I'll do this myself," how did he get the gauntlet from this place? And, th- and we've been talking about yeah. that. So all these yeah. fans are having that conversation, and then Taika goes, "I'm going to fix that little thing." Here's my head. Here's my actual cannon that I will insert to fix the yeah. problem. Here's here's my head cannon that is now actual cannon because yeah. I'm the director of the film. Fake. It's fake. I never even noticed that one in Thor until we did the Marvel Movie Minute thing. Right. It's I didn't super see it. it's so fast. Subtle. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very it's, subtle and it's very fast. It's real quick. I like I have friends that saw it on first like the first pass. Wow. And I'm still I, I'm not. I'm still not sure if I've ever actually seen it because I'm just watching the action. It was in my my minutes, so we got to. I got to really see it, and it blew ah. my damn mind. I was like, "Where did that come from?" And then the other thing with Odin had crows all over him. I was like, "I never noticed that before in my entire life." Like, I've seen this movie a million times, and I did not notice he had all those birds on him. And I was like, "I think it's because of Thor's eyebrows were just so distracting." That was like the first time you really got to see him. I'm like, God. Damn, they really picked Thor for this movie. Oh my god, what's wrong with his eyebrows? <laughs> but I was not looking at Odin at all in the entire scene, apparently, for the last ten years. <laughs> yep. That's really yep. funny. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Some fans we are. Yeah. Oof. Big Odin fans around here. <laughs> Andre Sparks sent us a uh, Facebook message. Hey, Ashley, Jeff, and Matt. You all reacting to my thoughts last week was the best, lol. Just wanted to clear up one thing, then give my reaction to episode 8. I said <laughs> Scarlet Witch would have to sacrifice her brother, because that's the only way to get the Soul Stone. So Ultron only knows two people, so he would have <laughs> made her do it. She wouldn't want to. He probably would have killed her right after. And the way that he took out Thanos with with the quickness, I'm sure that's what could have happened. Speaking of goodness, if Vision wasn't injured in Infinity War, he could have beaten Thanos by himself. I guess that's what we're supposed to think, right? Yeah, that's what we're supposed to think. That's the thought, yeah. Uh, Just watched episode eight, which is definitely one of the best of the season. I felt the Watcher's fear. I felt Ultron's intensity. I also felt Captain Marvel's surprise, and when she died, I was like, damn. <laughs> I felt bad for Clint. What an emotional episode. It looks like the Guardians of the Multiverse are coming. Keep up the great work, Andre. Thanks, Andre. Thank you, Andre. So the idea that Vision could have killed Thanos by himself, I think it's possible. And, like, clearly his, his, his like, whatever laser beam can take out Thanos. But, like... I think, I think the idea is that Thanos just got totally surprised and Ultron, whatever processing power Ultron has because of his hive mind, he was able to make a decision exactly what needed to happen exactly in the right moment long before Thanos could even like take a second to like breathe, you know? Yeah. Um, to activate the gauntlet and whether vision would have done it that way or would have processed it that quickly and been like this guy die, you know? Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's unknown. But like uh, if he hadn't been like gutted in the very beginning of the of the movie, right. It's possible. There's no way that uh, uh Corvus Glaive would have been able to to do 
against Vision what he was able to do. Like Vision was like oh, yeah. holding himself together for a, a yeah. big part of their fight. For like, sure, yeah. for sure. I hope my guts don't fall out while I'm fighting here. <laughs> for sure. My wires. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gears. <laughs> right in my gears. <laughs> oh, my gears. All right. Looks like, last but certainly not least, Rachel Claire sent us a uh, message on Facebook. Feedback for What If Ultron 1. Hi, guys. This episode was so good. Even though I hated watching Captain Marvel lose. Deeply upsetting to watch. I was screaming at my TV. My question, though, is... Why did the stones work outside of Ultron's universe? <laughs> and Loki, they established that the stones were useless outside of their universe, so I don't know how to headcanon that. Any help appreciated, Rachel. Uh, Rachel, rewind a little bit. And- yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you heard our response earlier. Sorry, we should have probably taken some of those out. Um, but yeah, that, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the episode so much, though. Yeah. Yeah. You're right to have enjoyed the episode. And sa- and it, it is very sad to see Captain Marvel lose. You're also right if you didn't enjoy the episode. It's really up to you. It's your thing. <laughs> Just do, uh, do whatever you're going to do. Uh, do Ash, you do. Ash, let me bring you here on the camera. Do you have any, uh, uh, any Additions. feedbacks that anybody lets in? Um, Jess said cheers for all the voicemails. So yeah, keep, keep sending in the voicemails. We nice. Like nice. Oh, and, yeah. uh, court Rob says the new children's Spider-Man series is multiverse. Um, which is interesting. It's interesting that they're kind of like really pushing the multiverse all over the place, which I mean, they did it a couple years ago with into the Spider-Verse. And clearly now they're pushing it all here. It's like, they want to make sure kids are going to get, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it's like they want to make sure kids understand the multiverse so they can, like, yeah. continue to watch the movies. I mean, the multiverse is a pretty complex concept. Like, many worlds theory is is out there, so... It is, know. but I feel like I was definitely watching all those shows, all those types of shows when I was a kiddo. And got got it to, the, to a point, at least. Yeah, but you're a Star Trek fan, so... It's true. We're a smart breed. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> 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 but not perceptive. Um, <laughs> so true. So true. So let's wrap this up. That was a compliment, too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess that's all from us today. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, we got lots more episodes coming this week in the feed. We got the What If Reaction again Tuesday night at. 2 a.m. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, whatever you want to call it, 2 a.m. Central. When it drops, we'll be doing a live reaction on Scener, scener.com slash stranded panda. Uh, and you can join us for the live watch. And we will be doing a podcast on twitch.tv slash stranded panda TV right after that. All Immediately right. after. Yeah. Yes. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com. <laughs>